I know what you're thinking. Does safety ever take a vacation? No, safety never takes a vacation, not in any industry, especially in the drone industry. When some of the largest devices can be hovering overhead, how do you maintain safety? How do you maintain the latency so low that you can react to things that are happening to that device? There's a company that's figured it out. We're talking to them on this episode of Dev Radio. Hi, and welcome to the next episode of Microsoft Dev Radio. I'm Jerry, and I have a special show for you today. We're going to be talking to the CEO of DroneWorks and the project that we've done with them. Now, where is DroneWorks located, you might wonder, all the way over in Japan. This is going to be a very exciting interview. Now, on the call, I've got actually three people, including the CEO, Mr. Imamura, and I just want to begin by having everybody introduce themselves so we know who is on the call. My name is uh, Imamura. I am the uh, CEO, founder of DroneWorks. And uh, just to tell you a little bit about myself and how this will tie in later to what we talk about, uh, I really enjoy my hobby and my passion is model aeroplanes, radio-controlled aeroplanes, <laughs> and canoeing. Um, so uh, more about that later. Hi, uh, Michael. Thank you. My name is Fujimoto. Uh, I work on the Microsoft side on this project. I, uh, my um, role is technical evangelist. Um, and I was really uh, hands-on help on this project, working very closely with Roneworks, with Imamura-san, to make this project a success. And uh, my name is Ota. Uh, I am also a technical evangelist uh, on the Microsoft side. My background is very much in, in embedded technologies. Uh, that's evolved slightly into embedded technologies and cloud Internet of Things, IoT. Uh, projects. Um, I was very much in the background for this project. My uh, colleague, uh, Mr. Fujimoto, was really working closely uh, with DroneWorks. I was in the background giving support to uh, Fujimoto. Um, but I have known Mr. Imamura for a long time. We've worked together for a long time. I see. I see. Um, let me start by asking you a quick question, Mr. Oda. Um, I have never been to Japan, and so I don't know what it's like to be an evangelist in Japan. How would you describe the developer community? So really, it's a very broad role, a tech evangelist in Japan, uh, a very, very hands-on uh, technical role, um, but also you're providing consulting services, support services to companies. Um, uh, and what we're trying to do is uh, develop uh, solutions with them, uh, take things open source, uh, help them do all of that. And basically, if I had to sum up my job, it would be that I want people to connect with Microsoft technology, connect with Microsoft solutions. Um, that if, if that happens, then I've done my job. Brilliant. It sounds like evangelism is the same all the way around the world. Now, uh, Mr. Uh, Imamura, Thank you for being on the call, talking to us about DroneWorks. Introduce us to DroneWorks. Who is this company? So DroneWorks uh, uh, is only two years old. It's a, it's a, a baby or a toddler. toddler. Um, uh, but I have uh, 30 years, pretty prior to that, I have 30 years experience 
uh, running um, uh, a company with uh, a lot of uh, embedded technology software and hardware uh, related work I did for 30 years and so DroneWorks is a, is a project of mine, a passion of mine that I started two years ago. Terrific. Okay, and if I had to sum up what DroneWorks is about, uh, to put it very simply, uh, we're in the business of drones, the clue's in the name, um, and uh, drones have uh, a flight controller, and that flight controller uh, for DroneWorks is going to run on Linux. And what we want to do is provide uh, a solution, an elegant solution, to connect all the data uh, that is generated by the flight controller and get that over to Azure uh, mm. in, a, in a simple and clean and safe and secure way and then provide lots of services from there. With that I data. see. And I understand that DroneWorks is really focusing on industrial drones. Can you explain what the difference between an industrial drone and all the other kinds are? Yeah, you're absolutely right. Industrial drone, don't, drones do differ uh, quite greatly from perhaps what you or I think of as a drone. Um, uh, the um, units that we work with typically are 20 to 25 kilograms, which puts them in the 40 to 50 wow. pound, pound range. Um, in terms of weight, in terms of their span, in terms of their size, you're looking at 1.5 meters, which is about 5 foot uh, in diameter. Um, so rather large and rather heavy. Uh, and sometimes they, it, it can be uh, a, a different configuration, rather like a mini blimp or a balloon. Um, so perhaps not the image that you think of, uh, of drone, when you think drone. Huh. Wow. Um, now, let's talk about the flight controller of a drone. The, there are so many demands and new demands coming for flight controllers. Why are flight controllers so difficult to make and so difficult to make well? So, um, the, the easiest way to put this is that uh, if you look at uh, commercial drones, uh, they're generally not uh, 40 to 50 pounds. Um, and so our number one, number two, number three priority is that this thing stays stays in the air and flies safely, stable operation. Um, and um, Imamura-san's personal opinion is that for uh, for non-commercial drones, you know, these drones that we, you can buy uh, for, for fun, uh, that's not uh, such a strong uh, thing that, uh, you know, the, the safety, let's say, um, uh, sometimes they do, for whatever reason, fly in, in areas that you don't want them to fly in. Um, the simple way to put the flight controller, to explain it to someone, would be to say, think of a, a lot of sensors, a ton of sensors implemented on uh, a 20, uh, or oh, sorry, 40, 50 pound drone. All of that data is getting funneled all the time, constantly, uh, through the drone, through the flight controller, into the cloud uh, uh, with Azure, basically. Um, and all of that data is going to be used, harnessed, to provide better performance as we go forward, um, so that Essentially, these drones do not fall out of the sky. Okay. Um, so, fascinating. We have these amazing drones with an amazing number of sensors. All of this data going to the cloud. Walk me through what this solution was. Yes, of course, there are many things. 
So the, the, the project this time was that the, I mentioned sensors before about the drones. The drone has over 50 sensors. Wow. So sending a, a ton of data, constantly streaming this data. Um, and what you end up with is a, a enormous amount of data, ton of data. Um, uh, a lot of that data is, uh, um, uh, let's say, duplicated or not it, it completely necessary. And what we needed is something in the middle uh, of b between the, the device, uh, the drone and the cloud to pare that data down, to make it more efficient uh, so we could do our job better. And that's something that Microsoft was able to provide us with called Azure IoT Edge. And uh -huh. uh, Azure IoT Edge uh, processes or um, pre-processes a lot of that data before it gets anywhere near the cloud. Fascinating. So using the IoT Edge, you don't have to suffer from the latency of sending it up to the cloud, waiting for it to be processed, then coming back and responding to it. Was that the value that Edge allowed you to do so much of the work locally? That's uh, what, you, what you stated there, Jerry, is obviously true, but also from a safety aspect, if you're, if you're processing all of your data on the cloud side, responses are poor or response, uh. response times are poorer. And let's say you've got a problem and you have to respond super fast. Uh, if you're doing your processing or pre-processing of the data on the edge side, on the drone side, then you've got much better chance of reacting quicker and maintaining safety than if you're going via the cloud for all your processes. Mm, fascinating. Wow, and the Edge is a brand new tool for us to use. That's really great. Um, Mr. Imamura, will you tell me what your experience was? What, when you went into this project, what was your expectation? And when you came out of this project, what was the real experience? So really, the way to look at this project uh, for me, the way it started, is that I went to a seminar um, hosted by Microsoft. Uh, Mr. Ota was presenting, and he did a very good presentation on Azure IoT. And a little light bulb went off in my head and thought, hang on, I can use this for drone data. And I don't know if Otasan was thinking or even had considered drones as part of when he was doing this seminar, but it really kind of lit up a light bulb in my head for me. So I went to talk to him and I said, look, I'm in the drone space. I've got a ton of sensors, a ton of data. I need to get all of this information over to Azure, over to the cloud. It sounds like what you're proposing can really help me with that. Hmm. Um, so that's where it started. That's where things, the project launched, maybe about a year ago. So as I learned more and more about Azure, I got my teeth into it. You know, I've been working in tech for over 30 years, so I like this kind of stuff. And so I really, really started digging into Azure. And it became clear very quickly that uh, Azure uh, can help and can make machine learning uh, capable. Um, and so I really I shifted my focus to what kind of data does Azure need? What kind of data do we need? Or how do we package the mm -hmm. data to enable machine learning? Uh, this became very important because with machine learning, it's possible to create a flight controller that can uh, predict problems, uh, predict hazards, predict dangers, and then obviously work to avoid them. Mm. Now, oh, 
あ、あ、キープゴイン。あ、最後。どうぞ、どうぞ。あ、どうぞ。あ、どうぞ。あ、どうぞ。あ、どうぞ。あ、どうぞ。あ、どうぞ。あ、どうぞ。あ、どう
we show it we, we show it taking data from whatever source it's taking data from and transporting that data to Azure to the cloud the data is collected it's collated it's analyzed there was a very simple demonstration of machine learning uh, there was uh, so the machine learning showed that it could predict certain behaviors based on the data it was uh, um, receiving so I can see why the light bulb went off in Imamura-san's head uh, at, from this particular seminar. Um, and I don't want people, I don't want these thousand people to walk away thinking, wow, that was cool, and then go back to their daily lives. I want them, like yeah. Imamura-san did, to come and connect with us individually and say, look, this is my project. I've got this great idea. It sounds like you can help me. We might have to make some tweaks. Uh, let's work together. And luckily, you know, from an evangelist point of view, working with Imamura-san in the year, year and a half that we've done this, and uh, with other people too who attended these seminars, that's what I that's what I enjoy. Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, Mr. Uh, Fujimoto, this was a cool project to be part of. Did, was it was it a cool project to be part of? So this, so yeah, absolutely. This was my first time to be hands-on with a project with drones, working with IoT. Um, it was a privilege to work with Imamura-san. He's got a very clear vision of where he wants to go. He's got a lot of passion, a lot of drive. Uh, and, you know, the result was something <laughs> something new, something that I feel can impact the future in a positive way. And, and what a privilege to work on that. Uh, now... This project used some very new technology, not technology that was two years old, but technology we're just starting to talk about, like Edge. Uh, what was the development experience? Uh, so even though we were using this new technology, Edge, uh, as you mentioned, it's absolutely, it's, it's really cutting edge uh, technology. Um, there wasn't that much of um, trial and error, actually, because thanks to the, these two gentlemen here, Mr. Ota, uh, Mr. Fujimoto, they really supported me and helped me through uh, this process. But the switch from Gateway, which is what we were still calling it at Hackfest back in February, uh, and now we refer to it as Edge, and it's not just a change of name. What it is, it's a change of the way that they look at how this data, data is funneled to the cloud and what you can do on the edge side in terms of data processing or pre-processing. Uh, specifically, AI tasks and uh, what we call node management or node admin. Uh, that's a significant change from what we were working with with Gateway. So from now on, I think the challenges are going to stack up because there's new things we can do on the edge side. Uh, that are exciting and we don't really, you know, we're just worth working out these possibilities right now. Now, um, I am very interested in now that this solution is is in place, now that you can do many of these things that um, took a long time to put into place, what do you hope will be the next thing that's unlocked, the next thing that you're able to do? So, Absolutely. From now looking forward, um, if we think about drones and the, the, the part that we're obviously uh, invested into, the flight controller, there's the physical hardware of the flight controller on board the drone, and then there's all the data processing, pre-processing that happens on the edge side, on the cloud side. Now, uh, by combining these, what, what are we trying to do? What's our overall aim? Is for industrial drones, these heavy, large objects, is to ensure safe reliable operation. Now, if you think mm -hmm. about the car you drive 
or the airplane that you get on to take a flight somewhere. That hardware has gone through all sorts of safety checking and safety criteria and there's obviously minimum standards in the industry because human beings are riding on these things. Uh, we want that same system for drones and we want to be okay. lead, leading that conversation and showing just how safe these things can be. You know, obviously we can never get to 100% safe, but we want to get as close as we can so that they're reliable and super safe. And we believe that's all going to happen on the edge and in the cloud. Hmm. Brilliant. Now, uh, Mr. Oda, somebody was listening to this story about DroneWorks and it, they were inspired. Maybe they were an entrepreneur. Maybe they were a developer. Where would you send them to learn more? This time for this particular DroneWorks project, we've obviously made everything uh, as available as we can. Uh, it's in Japanese, um, but uh, there's, a, there's plenty of, uh, let's say, similar content available in English uh, via our website. But Otasan uh, is saying the, the best thing you can do, if you're, if you're, if you're listening to this and you're, you're passionate and you think, yeah, I really want to get my teeth into a similar project, Go and see a, a technical evangelist, a Microsoft technical evangelist mm -hmm. in, in, your, in your country, in your territory, and make something together. Physically build something together. That's how these things start. Good advice. Good advice, and we'll make sure the link to everything is in the description of this video. Now, uh, Mr. Fujimoto, I have to tell you, good job, clearly. You did great work on this project. ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがと